Welcome to The One About Careers with Devin and Sarah Jane, a career podcast for adults involved with teens navigating life after high school. We help you help your teens make informed education and career decisions by providing quality information and resources. Join us for weekly bite-sized conversations covering various aspects of careers, including insights from professionals in different fields. New episodes available every week at theoneaboutcareers.com. Welcome to another episode of The One About Careers with Devin and Sarah Jane. And today we're talking about tasks. So Devin, what the heck does that actually mean when we're making a career decision? That's a great question. Um, And one that I think kind of similar to our last episode where we uh, we were talking about working conditions. I think it's one of those things we don't talk about as specifically as we could. Um, I have such a great memory associated with this. When I first joined the career development team at the college I used to work at, um, my, uh, we used to hear it actually in recruitment. We'd hear some grumbling about it a little bit, but there was a requirement at the time that you had to have at least a 65 mark in English in order to get into the police foundations program. And people would grumble and grumble and grumble. And it was like, well, you you know, like paperwork is a huge part of policing, right? Like you need to be able to communicate effectively on paper and it has to be like, it's legally binding documentation. <laughs> and, you know, and then they hear it again in sort of in the careers office and you'd hear from people where they're like, you know, I don't know why I have to do this. Why do I have to take an English class? It's stupid and whatever. And um, that was one of those things where it's like, yeah, there's, there's a lot of elements to policing that isn't just chasing down the bad guys. It's not just right. Like it's, you have to have this whole paper trail. You have to have all this evidence. You have to document chain of command, all these kinds of things. Right. And, or sorry, chain of custody. And it's so interesting because you have somebody in high school making this decision of, I want to be a police officer. And it's like, it, they have no concept of this whole set of tasks that are critical to doing the job well. And they're like, sure, cool. Let's do that. It sounds great. <laughs> you know? So it's interesting when you start thinking about the actual tasks associated with the work you're going to do and where they fit into the broader spectrum of what your career is. Um, because I'd be willing to bet a lot of people, if they really thought about how much paperwork they would have to do, would probably not choose policing as a career. Um, so yeah, that's, that's when, when I think tasks, that's always the story that comes to mind is like the number of people who are like, yeah, we hear this a lot. Absolutely. hundred percent. Love that example. It was one of the things that I found when I was working with people and developing what we would call return to work plans. And I realized that 75% of my time was documentation and research. 25% was actually forward-facing, interacting with humans. Um, someone had come into my office and said they wanted to be a PSW because they wanted to help people. Uh, PSW means personal support worker. And in some places, they call them healthcare aides. And I said, oh, so you're good with wiping people's butts. Not to be rude, but because mm-hmm. that to me is one of the most unappealing part of being a personal support worker and they were mm-hmm. like what no no i i don't want to do that i'm like so what exactly do you think a personal support worker does mm-hmm. well you know helps them get dressed um helps with them with eating um oh hygiene's a pretty major part yeah and lifting people and 
what about those situations where individuals may have dementia or Alzheimer's and they're not as um, cooperative? Mm-hmm. Or what about some of us are just stinking old grouchy people and we're not cooperative? So, so you know, I digress to working conditions again. But <laughs> some of the tasks, you know, that are involved in the actual piece of mm-hmm. work that we don't necessarily realize. Are there other tasks that you've been like, huh, didn't realize that? You know, when I first started um, learning more about trades, I found I did that a lot. Like I grew up in a trades family and I mean, I never shadowed anybody at work or anything, which is, I mean, that's a tougher thing to do in trades because of safety anyway, but it was interesting to me as an adult and learning more, um, particularly in the manufacturing and construction trades. Um, and we've certainly seen it now in um, motor vehicles uh, of all different types is the increase in the amount of technology that's being used, right? Like if you're going in to become an electrician, there's a very good chance that you're learning a lot of programming skills. Um, there's a good chance that you're kind of bordering into almost engineering Um, not straight up just electrical work and same with like working with vehicles and stuff like they're so computerized you're not just the grease monkey anymore and so it's like tasks kind of flip on that other side too where it's what kinds of cool things can you learn can you get to work with get to use like what kinds of interesting tasks would you get to do in a job and I think if we don't know those pieces it's very easy to stereotype in either direction right? Oh, I thought it was more this, but it's that. And and also on the other side, you know, holy crap, there's some really cool things I could do here. I had no idea. So I think it can work both ways. And for me, that's, that was probably a big one. I love that. It's the, the understanding of, Ooh, there, there's some cool things here that I didn't realize. And that's that part I really like. Um, I think the other thing to remember with tasks too is that sometimes there's, you know, there's everybody has some tasks in their job that they do not like. And we don't necessarily talk about that. You might like 90% of what you're doing, but only 10% you don't. And so understanding that there's going to be some stuff that nobody's really excited about, or I should say you're not really excited about, because I'm always intrigued by people who, you know, do things, they're totally excited, like, you know, organizing filing cabinets. Um, you know, those people I think, wow, who are you? Um, and I, the other piece to that, I think, is when we're looking at tasks, understanding too that different employers will have different components. So if, if, it doesn't mean if you're not happy doing what you are doing at one particular employer that all employers are identically the same. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you might go, oh, this is a piece I'm not terrible. Are there employers out there who I don't have to do this piece? Or maybe this piece is less or they provide more assistance with that piece. You know, so not eliminating an opportunity or leaving leaving a career per se simply because the tasks that aren't um, I don't love 
that you couldn't, you know, massage that in a different way in a different organization. Does that make sense? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it does. And um, that's where you get really fine tuned, right? I mean, it tends, I tend to see it with sort of mid to late 20 types where it's like, oh, I don't like this. I don't like this career. I'm changing. I don't like this job. I'm changing. And it always to me goes back to, okay, what, what does a typical day look like? What do other organizations in that field do? Oh, I don't really know. Okay, maybe you should find out because <laughs> it might not be. And we've had this, we've brought this up a few times already. You know, it might not be, you don't want to do that career. It might be this employer is not the right fit for you. And understanding kind of the tasks and understanding your own level level of tolerance for different things, you know, because I mean, as you say, there are always things you're not going to enjoy doing. Um, but in a lot of cases, the work environment can really change how much you like them, and how much you don't, right? Like, if you're somebody who part of your job is maybe dealing with customer complaints, that can be a really, really craptacular job, but it can be a lot less so if you have like a supportive team, a supportive manager, a supportive whatever. So even the tasks in and of themselves can't be taken separately on their own. Um, and I love your point that it's like, just because it works this way at this organization doesn't mean it would work the same way somewhere else. Even if that's relatively industry standard, there's so many things that are open to interpretation. So I'm, I mean, this is one where I'm a huge fan of like coffee chats or informational interviews. And I always say to people, you know, one of the questions you should ask is what is something that you do in your job that would surprise people to be part of it? You know, cause very often, you know, I had a, I had a student do this. It, it was pretty early on when I first got into the career game and he wanted to be a personal trainer. And I said, you know, go ask some, go chat with people who are doing it. And he came back and he was like, oh my God, like 80% of the job is sales. Yep. For that particular gym, for that particular, you know, they worked in a, in a, in a gym environment. Like, yeah, if you, if that's a deal breaker for you, then you're going to have to figure something else out. But if you're like, oh, okay, you know what? I don't mind that so much. Great. But if you know that going in, it's less of a shock, you know, you're ready for it. Absolutely. You know, one of the things you were saying about, you know, what I get to do. Oh, cool. This is a cool thing I get to do. And the other thing I've noticed is that in most environments, people can shine sort of differently than everybody else, right? It's those things that um, people bring to the table that you don't necessarily expect. So, you know, in employment services, for instance, when you're chatting with people all the time, it turns out that one of the people in our office happened to be like really good with tech. So that person is the one we'd go to first prior to going to our community-wide tech people. And she loved it because that was her jam, right? It was just a, another piece that we didn't necessarily, wasn't necessarily a job duty. Um, other people, like they go on, for instance, the health and safety committees, right? That's their jam. That's a piece that to elevate their workplace. So there are some things that one might not necessarily connect to your workplace, but you are able to do. Um, I would say these tend to be non-unionized and medium to small in work environments where those sort of opportunities exist more. Mm -hmm. Um and then, of course, the other thing I thought of, don't you love on, on job descriptions, other duties as assigned? <laughs> <laughs> I, always, I always think like that's the key question you want to ask in a job interview. Say other duties as assigned. Does that mean? <laughs> um, exactly. 
but on that note, I mean, it's important to, I mean, we talked about it a little bit with working conditions, but it's important to think about like when they say on a job description, like you need to be able to lift a certain amount, you need to be able to reach, you need to be able to be on your feet. What does that mean in terms of physically what you're doing while you're on the job? And I mean, yes, I can lift 50 pounds, but do I want to do that repeatedly for eight hours a day? <laughs> really? I'm seeing Sorry. your face and it's a big no. Um, but there are other people who really do enjoy that, that. Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, and I do think, frankly, we're going to see changes in construction. And um, I absolutely anticipate we'll see robots doing some physical um work at sites partially um so before you're all freaking out and going oh my jobs are getting taken <laughs> and all the entry-level jobs are gone understand the cost of building a robot is fairly substantial right so we're still we're not there yet um there are lots of things still in the making the thing that i want you to be aware of is that the world and i literally mean the world is in a very interesting time in the sense that populations are decreasing substantially, except for India. Um, so we are having fewer consumers, fewer investors, and fewer laborers. And laborers, I mean all of us humans who are working. And so honestly, we're actually going to need technology to replace some human, not replace, but add to our workforce because we don't have enough people. Mm -hmm. um, that's a global thing. That's not just a here now. I was uh, going to say, but in particularly in Canada, for sure. I mean, even if you're, I mean, our population hit 40 million this year, which is obviously the highest it's ever been. But again, I'm nerding out over a population pyramid, which I did not imagine I would get to do nearly as much on this podcast. Um, but when you look at it, it is a lot of, you know, it's not people who are 20 and just starting in their careers. It's people who are, you know, middle-aged. And again, when you look at some of those more physical jobs, is that the kind of work you want to be doing if you're starting a new career in your 40s? Is that the kind of task you want to be doing? Maybe not so much, you know? Absolutely. Is there yeah. anything else you want to add in terms of when we're talking about tasks? Are you feeling like, you know what, we've got some good... um We've got some good con dinner conversations, drive into wherever <laughs> conversations about what are the tasks that you enjoy and what are the tasks that you don't like in your current job, you know, have those conversations mm -hmm. with the people in your life, you know, what's the worst task you've ever done? Yeah. How long did that last? You know, yeah. what's the funnest? And it, to me, there's only one more layer to add, and that is what what's acceptable and what's not. And that's completely personal. You know, if if you're talking to a parent or a teacher or a, a somebody in your life who says, oh, my God, that sucked and it was awful, you might probably be thinking, really, it doesn't sound so bad. And that's totally fine. But the point of having the conversations is to at least have the awareness so you can make that judgment call. Right. The only thing I will add to that in terms of um, there are laws in different provinces around um certain tasks that who can do some of those tasks and who can't do those tasks and also around safety with some of those tasks. Of course. Um, yeah. So we don't want to negate any of those things. Yeah. Those are all really important too. Yeah. Um, and to be mindful of some of those things, because there are some tasks that, you know, I, 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 I'm not qualified to help anyone, you know, health wise. Um mm -hmm. 
So being mindful of some of those things as well, of course. Awesome. Well, thanks for coming into our One About Careers, where we talk about tasks. And uh, next time, we're going to talk about, ooh, juicy, juicy, the labor market. See you next time on the One About Careers. Thanks for listening to the One About Careers podcast. You can catch up with past episodes at theoneaboutcareers.com. Join us next week for another bite-sized conversation.